But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. Sorry for the slight delay in getting started. I have a little bit of a technical issue there. Uh, I always is your co-host, Brian. I is your co-host, Brian. I can talk today. Uh, joining us, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Catching the last train home. <laughs> oh, how is that? Are you going to talk about that today? It's good. It's good. All right, we can talk about that. Uh, also joining us is your co-host, Julie. Hello from the great colder north. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's winter. Is it? Is it winter now? Is it officially winter or is it still autumn? I don't remember. I don't know if it's official, but Mother Earth said it's winter. <laughs> also joining us is your co-host, Thorsten. Winter is coming. <laughs> sure is. Uh, your co-host, Jacob. Why are we still here? Just I, to suffer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, feels pretty apt. And your co-host, uh, David. I fetched rocks. <laughs> so hello, everyone. Happy uh, Wednesday. It, um, it is near the end of the year, and little little inside baseball. We were we've been bouncing topics around for weeks now. And we just can't settle on one. Like, we keep throwing topics out there, and they're all good topics. You know, there's not a bad bad one among the bunch. But um, I will tell you all what. Uh, it is tough to pick one right now, because I think, at least me, I'm suffering from a bit of burnout myself. Um... And so I was like, why don't we just do a check-in? We haven't done a check-in in a while. And what I mean by that is just a loosey-goosey discussion about how we're doing, what we're what we're what we're playing, uh, that kind of thing. Just just to check in with ourselves and each other. And uh, Thorsten, I had forgotten about this. Apologies, Thorsten. Recommended we do this every so often, and I completely forgot about that. So. Um, so yeah, every now every now and again, within one, every one or two months, we'll do a check-in. We haven't done one in quite a while, come to think of it. So um, I couldn't think of what to pl- what to have going in the background, and so Dave was like, "Why not Inquisitor?" And I'm like, "That's probably perfect because Inquisitor is the one game I don't really have to think too hard about. <laughs> like, it's really the game I have to think about the least as I play it." <laughs> But on the topic of burnout, I've been a little burnt out of Inquisitor lately, so this will be a nice chance to revisit, because it's been maybe about a month since I actually played it. I've been playing other things uh, lately. Um, So I don't want to do a roundtable thing, because that just seems a little too formal. So why don't everyone just chime in with how you're doing and what's going on in your life that you'd like to talk about? Uh, No particular order, just... uh, Whoever wants to talk first, go ahead. Or I can go first, I guess, to keep it easy. Um, I've been burnt out lately. Not due to any one particular thing. You know, like I'm not burnt out of Space Game Junkie or anything or work or anything. I'm just burnt out. And Spaz brought up before the show that that's a thing around the holidays is, is burnout. And I'm definitely feeling it. I mean, I think it's just a combination of 
the weight of the previous year and um, that's about to end and you know just all the feelings and stress and pressure of the holidays um, and, and it's just a bunch of things and I've just been feeling really burnt out lately um, and so I've been playing a couple of a few games that have been really good for burnout what I just finished um, I didn't finish finish but I finished my second run of cyberpunk 2077 I basically finished Phantom Liberty which was amazing if you guys haven't played Cyberpunk 2077, it's a great game in its own right. But I was legit sad for a week after I finished Phantom Liberty. It's like, oh, that's it? Oh. <laughs> I was legitimately sad uh, after finishing Phantom Liberty. It's very good, you guys. Especially if you like spy stuff. Very, very good. Um, and it's that's a comfort game for me because... I don't know what you call it, but there, there are a few games where you can feel like a badass relatively quickly. And that's one of them for me. Like, I don't know if you call it the badass curve or what, but like Inquisitor is another one where it doesn't take long. Yeah, I guess the power fantasy where it doesn't take long to really feel like you can just womp just about anything in front of you. And it doesn't take well, long for that. in, uh, Inquis in well, um, Also in Cyberpunk... It does, it does actually make you feel more powerful than when you started. Yes, yes. Which normally doesn't, might not actually happen in RPGs. A lot of RPGs kind of just get slightly better at what you've been doing from minute one. Yes. Mostly because they don't really get a lot in the way of abilities. You know, in inside of you can unlock perks perks and cyberware to double jump and dash in midair and do all sorts of silly stuff. Right. And let's say in Skyrim, you can throw fireballs better. Right. Sometimes. But, but you're right. With Cyberpunk, the tools you get and the guns you get and and the skills you improve upon with in just how you play make you feel legitimately superior you know as you go like you feel very different from the beginning of the game versus the end of the game I think you're absolutely right in that regard so so yeah like with my recent run of cyberpunk I not only finished Phantom Liberty I cleared every police call out on the map which took a while because there are a lot of them but that's what I enjoyed most this time. Like, I'm going to save the city from crime. And so I did every... <laughs> By murdering half the population. You know what? If that's what it takes, city. if that's what it takes, I mean, people complain, oh, why aren't there a lot of uh, people in Night City? Well, because <laughs> a lot of them are murdered. Plus the dystopian, it's a dystopian, futuristic, capitalistic hellscape, which a lot of people probably don't survive anyway. So... You know, there are no happy endings in Night City. There really aren't. There really aren't. But um, you know, <laughs> so, so, you know, I get the feeling that Cyberpunk's message is a bit overlooked because a decent chunk of his message seems to just be California sucks. Uh, I I can't agree with that, but <laughs> fair enough. But uh. 
But I think I no, think the, the whole cyberpunk genre is a satire of a corporate hellscape. Yeah, that's that's the whole reason the genre exists. Is and for some reason it's how, usually California. Uh, that's more Hollywood thing. I'd okay, say. right. That it it happens to be set in California typically, but you could look at other. Uh, dystopian hellscapes uh, the expanse has that going you know where it's not just the west coast uh, you know the most of the planet's flooded <laughs> it's that sort of thing uh, yeah yeah Cal- shadow run it's in it's <sighs> it primarily in uh, northwest uh, US so around Seattle and Portland it's fascinating how some dystopian hellscapes can make California look. There's an amazing book that came out in the 80s called War Day, which uh, talks about a very limited and accidental nuclear exchange um, between America and Russia. It was a complete accident. And New York was bombed, as was certain places like um, San Antonio. Uh, but California was untouched. So California is now the British-backed head of America. And when the characters go there, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is like pre-war crap. It's, so it's really interesting how California can be, um, can be uh, depicted in futuristic hellscapes. <laughs> but... Um, so yeah, Cyberpunk was amazing. I'll probably, I'm probably gonna restart it in in a six months to a year with a throwing knife build, uh, because my god, throwing knives are just astounding in that game. Also, yes, huge points for a pl- for a playability, both in uh, gameplay and in story content. Yeah, yep. like, I mean, the only reason I stopped is because I. I knew what quests were coming and they were kind of like, cause not every quest in the game is great, you know? And the quests I had left were kind of like the mid tier, like, Oh, I don't care about what's her names. Um, her racing, uh, thing with her f- dead husband. I don't really care about that. You know, like there were some quests are like, eh, I don't need to revisit this. Um, so that's what, that's where I, uh, that's where I decided to stop. But again, Phantom Liberty is great. Uh, lots of great quests there. Idris Elba, astounding, as always. Can't really go wrong. Uh, almost worth it for the song that plays at the end credits because they made it like a Bond opening. And it's like amazing. Like it's almost worth playing through just for those end credits. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, and then I decided, like, what's another kind of game where I don't have to think too hard about and can feel pretty powerful? And I started playing Diablo again, because apparently in this current season of Diablo 4, they've made the characters pretty powerful. And uh, I've I've been... heard a lot of conflicting things about Diablo 4. How is it, actually? Uh... It- it doesn't unseat Inquisitor as my favorite ARPG, but for what it's trying to do with mixing the dynamic of a busy overworld from like an MMO with uh, more varied mecha- uh, mechanics, because Diablo 3, like 
the mechanics were kind of boring because you were kind of like it was a very linear skill tree and you didn't have a lot of variety. But with the, the new one, you have a lot more variety. And I'm finding with the right build, it's very violent and fun. Um, so I'm enjoying it. I would say it's worth it on sale if you don't, if you can deal with the taint of supporting Activision Blizzard. Uh, <laughs> I'd say it's worth it on sale. Um, just don't expect too much of it, but it you're basically getting the MMO version of an ARPG for good and ill. Like, there's a lot to do, um, but it's one of these always online things, you know? Um, so, I, I really like it. It's fun to just load up and run a, run a dungeon, run through some mobs and get some new toys and which is basically what you want with an ARPG is you want to run through some stuff and kill some stuff and get some stuff. And it does that pretty well. Um, the only, like, I just like Inquisitor more because I like its mission structure more. And I think Inquisitor does violence better um, <coughs> than Diablo, I think. Diablo does violence pretty well, but nothing, nothing beats the flaming murder puddles for me of Inquisitor. Uh, so, so yeah, it doesn't unseat Inquisitor, but it's quite fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it. They have fixed a lot of the problems that like with, cause when at launch, it got kind of boring and kind of samey and apparently season one wasn't very good, but I'm, I'm playing in season, I guess it's the second season now and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I, I could recommend it on sale if, if you're looking for. If you're looking for kind of, because it's got this overworld with with stuff on the map, so it's it's kind of like, oh, what if they made Guild Wars or an Ubi game into like an ARPG, and it kind of works, you know? So I'm enjoying it for what it is, you know. If if you're looking for more of a Diablo two style feeling, you're not going to get it. Um, but it's got a good story, and then once you finish the story, you could skip it forever, uh, which is nice. Because so you only have Yay. to do you only have to do it once if you want to. Um, but it's, it's a good story with good voice acting. I'm enjoying. I, I mean, it's it's got fun voice acting. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's miles better than the Diablo three story, but that's not saying much because the story in Diablo three was written by a eleven year old. <laughs> Worst parent ever. Oh my gosh, such a terrible story. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the details. Oh, um, Diablo 3 had fun gameplay, uh, even with the limited skill trees, because it was pretty. The skill trees were pretty linear, um, but the story was just like, "This is horrendous. What are y'all doing? <laughs> You're supposed to be better than this, Blizzard. You, you did the Warcraft games. I mean, come on." <laughs> but um. Okay, if I may, jump yeah, in. sure. Do you still see like uh, other people running around in Diablo Four or something like that? You do, but you don't have to do anything with them. I mean, you can just like, oh, there's, there might as well be another NPC for all you know. You, you don't, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to interact with them at all if you don't want to, which is nice. I'm just interested in hearing that. So, yeah, that's 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 like I think any good MMO style game will allow that. I think, like, Lord of the Rings Online is very good at that, for example. Like, you don't have to talk to another person. I think I might have seen one dungeon that encouraged a group, maybe. Um, but for the most part, you can do just about everything solo, which I'm fine with. 
because I don't really want to talk to other people. Um, so yeah, even though it's it's mostly an MMO style thing, it's always online, you know, blah blah blah. Um, it's kind of got this MMO kind of like there are people with exclamation points over their heads, you know, kind of thing going. I mean, it's Blizzard, but um, yeah, you don't have to talk to other people at all. You'll see them and be like, oh look, another person, yay! Might, like I said, it might as well be an NPC for all you know. So it doesn't really, you know, matter. Um, so yeah. I mean, you do, you're not going to even notice other people after a while. Like, sometimes, the only time you'll really notice them is if you're doing a world event. And it's like, oh, wait, other mobs are dying more quickly because there are other people here. Okay. But most of the time, like, you're just by yourself, <laughs> which is fine. Which, you know, I'm fine with. So, so yeah. So, on my end, a bit of burnout. Bit, bit, a bit of tired. Uh, I'm looking forward to the holidays being over. Uh, my wife loves the holidays. I'm not the biggest fan. It's just like okay, it's just a it's not the most wonderful time of the year. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. They're just another day to me personally. Yeah, like like the only reason I'm even a little bit swept up in it is because my wife is so huge into it. They, her and her family love the holidays and that's fine. You know, that's their thing, you know? So you kind of get swept up in it because you're with someone who's like, like we have the tree up and we've got boxes of ornaments to put out and blah, blah, blah. If it was just me, I'd be like, no. <laughs> Can't be bothered. Yeah. I just like, whatever. But the, the thing I do like about this holiday season are the terrible Hallmark movies. Um, so that is the best thing about the season for me is the terrible, terrible Hallmark movies. 200 well, movies, same couple dozen actors. That is, that is not inaccurate. It's, it's, it's almost like the British mist. It's almost like the British mystery of Christmas movies. Cause it's always like, Oh, that guy, that girl, um, almost always the same freaking people. But, uh, and it's always so dumb. It's always so dumb. And some of them are purposely dumb. And some of them are like we saw the other day. I know I'm talking a lot. I'll let someone else talk in a minute. We saw what has been arguably called the worst Hallmark Christmas movie ever called A Christmas Wedding Tale, T-A-I-L, um, because it's got two talking dogs in it. Well, the dogs like talk to each other. They don't talk to the humans. But it's like, wow, this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> but it's good with alcohol. Uh, so it works out. Um, with enough alcohol. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need wine with these. You're not you're not watching these you're not watching these entirely sober. Uh ever. <laughs> so so that's my thing about the holidays is I like the cheesy movies. Um but that's really it. So I mean I've been playing Diablo, I've been playing some Inquisitor now. Um because Inquisitor is like Inquisitor is kind of brain candy for me. Like I can really shut down and not think too hard. And get get some satisfying murder out of it, which is which is nice. As long as you're not playing 80 levels above you, you can get some nice murder out of it. Um, yeah. So that's what's going on with me. Uh, what about you guys? How you all doing? I got something I was stressed out about. Go for it. I was almost quit writing because of it at first. I what? was warned. I almost quit writing. I was warned about how tough and unreasonable some editors can be. <clears throat> Excuse me. The other day, uh, the group I'm writing for, Blue Genie Media, has uh, spelt with a J, by the way, in case 
I've had people say, hey, I've never heard of it. I said, you're spelling it wrong. Um, <laughs> but there were two editors to deal with, and uh, I hadn't worked out an arrangement with one editor, and the teacher slash co-owner of the company, post-publishing it slash publicist, uh, said, okay, well, how about if this other editor does some beta reading? And I said, well, okay, I don't know the person from Adam, right? And she wants, and after she gets 40% of the book, she wants an introduction. And I said, why? She, she's just, you know, she. I, I don't know this person from Adam. She's a name on a piece of paper. I don't even know what country she's in. And it doesn't matter as long as she edits the book. And the this person who's a publicist said, well, I told her and just whole long string of things about my life. And I said, none of these are true. Like, for example, she said, I told you you were semi-retired. I said, I'm not semi-retired. I work full-time plus. <laughs> and so she will just, just play along with it. And she said, well, I also didn't tell, you, tell her you And she starts tap dancing around the T and the LBGT. And I said, okay, look, you can say the word, but I'll just say I'm not a Republican. And she's shut up about it. But this this person sends this long-winded introduction and which is unnecessary and i wasn't going to play i didn't want to play along with this long string of things to that basically it turns out she was extremely conservative and wanted to appease her and uh, in the unlikely event that she's listening to this podcast you're fired <laughs> and uh she said, well, you can fire her. I said, she's not my editor. You want me to fire your editor? And she said, oh, only insofar as share her work with your book. And I said, okay, I recommend you work with the editor. I said, okay. So she sends me this long-winded diatribe, and she said, well, 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 well uh, what's your market? I said, look, I'm, uh, I'm not writing this to make money. I've made some money writing before, but if I had to depend on that money, I'd be living under in a box underneath the Michigan Street Bridge in Chicago. And I said, this is something to keep me from going insane when I do, or insane-er when I do retire. And uh, so she, it goes on in that vein for a while, and she says, well, she writes back, she says, I feel your book should be young adult. And I said, what? I said, there's three murders by the second chapter. One person is choked to death. And there's a string of murders throughout this detective detective book, sci-fi detective novel. And she says, well, I think it should be young adult. And so I said, obviously, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I was just going to quit and burn all the copies of my books and delete everything and then I said well I can't delete the copy that the U.S. Copyright Office has and so my publicist comes back with you know I have her editing the rewrite of my first book which was Skinwalker it's a native she's part Cherokee and uh, based on Cherokee mythology and she said you know in one of my chapters, I said, I've never read the book. She says, there is a ritual murder. It's a horror novel where somebody is burnt at the stake, 
skinned and their skin turned into a grimoire. And she said she still thought my book should be young adult and it wasn't horrifying enough. I said, oh my God, I withdraw everything I said. She's fired. So that was very, but on the other hand, there was something else, but you know what the other thing is stressful in my life, but I don't want to talk about it. But what I do want to talk about is something good is my boss calls me up the other day and she says, well, you may have to forgo your bonus and your bonus for this, but I can, I can recommend you and the whole management staff wants to, I want to recommend you. We want to recommend you for a step increase based on your outstanding job performance. And I said, I have to she said, you have to compete for it. I said, but we're recommending you. And I said, that's, I, I was dumbfounded. And I said, she said, you got an hour and a half to think about it. Then we're going to move on to the next person. And I said, or management, upper level management. And I thought to myself about everything I've been through over the years that has given me PTSD, including one person 31, year, 31 years ago, I think it was 1991, who yelled down the hallway I'm not using the bathroom with that thing. And another employer who not only tried to get rid of me, right? She gave me charge of every nursing home in the three-state region. Didn't think I'd be able to handle it. And I ran into her at one of my friend's birth or oh, retirement party. And she didn't expect me still to be there. And she stumbled around for a while. She said, how you doing? I said, I'm doing great. I got a short story coming out in anthology. My first book comes out next year. She said, oh, what's the title of it? And I told her title. I said, you thought I was making it up, didn't you? And uh, so what a change. Things change for the better sometimes. And they certainly have. And also, uh, I've been playing uh, Telltale Batman because I've always been a Marvel fan, but this was on sale. And I thought, well, I want to see how this measures up to all my other favorite Batmans. My favorite Joker is Heath Ledger. My second favorite Joker is Mark Hamill. And uh, it was really well written, and, I, and I'm not done with it yet. And then... Uh, gave me a choice do we watch the next Batman movie that Christian Bale did or watch the new one with Mr. Pattinson Patterson Pattinson uh, Pattinson I believe Pattinson I and so. uh, <laughs> well I voiced my opinions on the I just don't channel. see how you could see he's worse than Clooney <laughs> or or oh, um, or uh, it's Kilmer. just He's worse than this little dog I've seen. That ha- everybody has their own preferences. I'm, just, I'm honest. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's been. I, I don't think you've seen the Clooney one recent enough to remember just how bad it was. I, I'm going to. Oh, absolutely. But seeing as one reviewer kind of hit the nail on the head, and so did one of our uh, one of the members of our community, and in, basically he said he played this no basically no range of emotion and it just the batman part was fine it was when he played the bruce wayne role that was just really really lacking and i thought you've got someone of the role of a caliber of anthony circus and i said you cast him as the butler seriously 
but who bowled my bowled me over was the guy they had playing not the penguin uh oh my god what was the name of the other the guy uh, played the uh the guy who played the penguin was Colin uh, Colin Farrell Farrell and yeah, he, he, yeah, he played play, and, sorry Alex, are you kidding me that's Colin Farrell yeah he was and the, I just, he was the penguin though wasn't he he was the he was just amazing yeah he was the penguin yeah and he was amazing I, yeah. he was just astounding I had no idea who it was he was just Anthony Circus good I just was astounding how how well he did. So that's my uh, my two bits for better or for worse. All right. Who wants to go next? I guess I could go next. All right. Uh, I've been bouncing between a lot of games. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty big list, but I'll, I'll narrow it down a bit. Uh, like a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erases name, which is the, for those who don't know, uh, takes place between Yakuza 6 and concurrently with the events of the Judgment spin-off games and Yakuza Like a Dragon. And it leads up to the events of Infinite Wealth, which is the next Like a Dragon game. Uh, yeah, that's the next Ichiban. That is going to be. Yes, well, it's going to feature both uh, Ichiban and Kiryu as protagonists. That's the. Uh, oh. That's part of the hook to it. Is that this is? No, Gaiden basically means side story. Oh. And this was originally going to just be a side story, but what they ended up doing was taking everything that happened before in Kiryu's saga of the franchise and then making that concurrent with what's leading forward. So there are cameos from certain uh, characters from the Judgment games as well uh, in this, which is awesome because you weren't expecting it unless you do beforehand. Uh, There's also what happens leading up to his appearance, Kiri's appearance in Yakuza Like a Dragon. So, it's concurrent with all of that. Wow. Yeah. And... <laughs> really, like, I-, I can't imagine what their whiteboard looks like to uh, keep all this straight. <laughs> well, the beginning of it, without, without going into spoilers, of course, uh, sums up the events uh, at the end of Yakuza 6. Right. And then a couple of years later, that's when Yakuza 7 happens, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and... Oh, no, I'm talking about the people who made it. I'm talking about the people who made it had to keep all this stuff straight. Right, right. But but the way that it, it's pursed out is that it starts off that way, and then it, it happens concurrent with the events that have already happened as we've seen them in Yakuza Like a Dragon. So it covers what Kiryu was doing uh, from the time at the end of 6 through the events of 7 and the Judgment Games, because those are kind of concurrent, or at least the first one is, and leading up to the end of Like a Dragon, 
because that carries into what happens in Infinite Wealth. So it's sort of a we interweaving of all of these different things that have happened. They're filling in and the own, they're filling in their they're filling in their own gaps basically it sounds like. Yes. Yes it is. And it's really good. You could get through the story in about 15 hours if you were just going through the main story and not really doing much of the side stuff, but Yeah, I've I'm heard taking it, my time with it. I've heard it's a much smaller game than uh than like yes. like a dragon or anything. Yeah. 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 And that's intentional because they made this if you could believe this, they actually made the game in 6 months. What? They had most of the assets, to be fair. That's from Like a Dragon, I guess. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it takes place... Um, it starts off in in uh, running around a little bit of... Uh, of... Uh, Kabukicho, or Kamurocho, as it's called in the game. Uh, running around that side of Tokyo. And then you go... Uh, to Yokohama for a bit, and then you go to Osaka. So you're in uh, Sotenbori, the place where the arena was in uh, in uh, Like a Dragon. That arena tower of thirty, oh, uh, yeah, 30 yeah, floors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where that's where the majority of the story takes place is in Osaka. Oh, okay. So it's all those environments have existed before in in the previous game. So they didn't really have to redo any of that aside from just kind of tweaking uh, things they wanted to put in here or there or adding in stores where there weren't ones, that sort of thing. But the brawler combat's pretty good. Even I'm enjoying it and I don't typically like the brawler combat. Yeah, I, I someone told me the other day because I was looking for a game to follow up... Um... Um, cyberpunk and like this open world kind of run around and do stuff. And someone selected just at uh, Sleeping Dogs, which is kind of similar to uh, the Yakuza games, but it's got that brawler combat that I'm terrible at. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> you can always turn it down. I mean, you could try the Judgment games. There's uh, there's the brawler combat in that, I would say, is probably pinnacle of the series, aside from maybe Yakuza Zero. But um, I'd say it's on par with Zero's brawler combat, which is considering when they made it. It was made after four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so they had a lot of the finer points down, I should say. And with the Judgment games, you have the the detective aspect, which is really, really strong with it. And you make friends with cats. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, literally, in Lost Judgment, you you find little groups of cats. You give them a name when they when one of them comes up to you. You give them a name, and when you return to that group of cats, you have to make sure the cat that comes up to you. You call it by the same name, otherwise they get upset and, and lose reputation with it. You <laughs> gain enough reputation with the cats, and they give you gifts. They'll even show up in your detective office and give you gifts if uh, every every once in a while they drop gifts on you. <laughs> and it's a whole mini game just to make friends with cats. <laughs> if I 
If I can interject here for a moment, somebody who is a neophyte when it comes to the Yakuza games, but I've watched mm-hmm. Spaz play for a lot of hours, and I kind of miss when you played those games online. But now, granted, I have been to Japan and Tokyo twice, but it wasn't until I recently found somebody who does 4K walking tours of Tokyo. I watched a few of these in my off hours, and I said, Wow, this is like, at first I thought, wow, this is just like the Yakuza games. It's like they built Tokyo over to, moder- to be like the Yakuza games. And well, I, here's th- the thing. Here's the thing. With uh, Kamurocho, the, the district in the game, it, 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 that's the main district in Tokyo that, that gets featured. It's based off of the actual district of Kabukicho. So a lot of the landmarks look the same because... They are. It's just renamed so that it's uh, not technically the same. They did you the know, same thing with Osaka. This guy was walking through the outskirts of Tokyo in some places. I said, just look exactly like it did in the last Yakuza game that you played. And I just, I was, well, that and having lived in Korea for a year and a half, I just... The, the cleanliness of the city, just how immaculately clean it is, just astounds me. Was that the uh, the channel called uh, Rambolak? No, this is just something called 4K Japan. Oh, okay. Uh, Rambolak also does uh, those kind of walking around 4K uh, in Japan uh, sort of things. So, yeah, that's why I was wondering. That's not the only thing I've been playing, though. Um, I've been playing a lot of that, but I've also been playing a lot of Star Ocean The Second Story R, which is a remake of Star Ocean The Second Story from the PS1. And it's actually my game of the year so far. Whoa, really? Yeah. Yeah, it is that good. It's taking one of my favorite JRPGs uh, from that era, and it gives it that um, uh, 2D HD treatment, which is the backgrounds are HD, but you have the sprites overlapping it. So you have the original sprite work from the PS1 era uh, for the characters, and that you see them in those sprites running around on these HD backgrounds, which are just beautiful to look at. And then they took they took the combat, they tweaked it a little bit, added some stuff like fast travel. Uh, they they did so many quality of life things to, to make it better. And they didn't really take anything away that needed to be taken away. So that's how you do a really, really good remaster. You You take the original, you add on top of it, you add quality of life stuff to make it more accessible and approachable and there you have it and that's exactly what they did here oh nice yeah I I recommend it very highly even if you're not a JRPG fan because there's this there's a sci-fi aspect to it where you're you're, depending on which of the two protagonists you play as, you have them both in your party, but but you can choose which protagonist you play as. One comes from a Galactic Federation 
yes, it's very Star Trek inspired, but that's kind <laughs> of not it's not surprising because the the previous game in the series, which was originally on the SNES of all things, uh, was also highly Star Trek inspired, and they just carried that over. Yeah, not a bad thing uh, necessarily. It's something inspired by Star Trek. No, no, it's not. It, it, hi, uh, yeah, if you're going to take inspiration, take it from the best, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but like, the other protagonist is uh, is a kind of a magic-using uh, fantasy-style healer uh, as the other protagonist. And then they go on a a huge, huge quest. I mean, it, this is dozens of hours you can have in there, and there are many endings depending on who you get in your party because you can depending on your protagonist you have uh, a certain pool of characters that you can recruit that the other cannot recruit hmm. so you're encouraged to play it more than once through in order to get everyone in your party oh interesting yeah yeah it's it's meant to be replayed there's even a new game plus option, so uh, that it really leads into that. Oh, okay. That's cool. And I mean, as I mentioned, I've been playing Last Train Home. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, that, that that looks interesting. So, so it's kind of like an RTS, but with commando style uh, combat. Yeah, I, I describe it as having the base building of XCOM because you're building out your train and upgrading it, ma maintaining your squad because you can have more than one in, in the field at one time. Uh, with commando-style combat, the Company of Heroes cover system, and it is real-time with pause. Oh, that's good. I appreciate that. But it is a game that will punish you severely if you don't use everything available to you. So I cannot recommend it to you, Brian. No, I no, I should not play that game. It looks fascinating, but I know I'd be terrible at it. Sounds sounds very me, actually. Yeah, it does sound much more like yeah. you than me. <laughs> yeah, and, and it turns out uh, that um, the developers uh, uh, had um, worked on the Arma games, the, the lead at... At that studio was a project lead on Arma 3. Oh. I wonder if that explains what's going on with Arma lately. <laughs> lately? So that was something mentioned on our Discord. Yeah, if you check the new games and deals. Uh, well, no, because Arma just released that um, Reforger thing. Uh, mm -hmm. They just released that in 1.0, but apparently a lot of people are saying it is not 1.0. <laughs> No, it's. Uh, I don't think they're related at all because it it would have been a couple of years, right? Or for the development on this game, you know. Right, right. Now I was just wondering because apparently the Arma folks are like making some stumbles, and I'm wondering if some people leaving to do their own thing as a result is what I'm saying. Anyway. I'm probably rambling. Um, oh, shit. Anyway. Um, 
Yeah, so that that game looks great, but yeah, I'm not going to play it because it sounds like I would fuck it up. <laughs> Excuse my language, but I would just just break, just lose all the time. That's no fun. You don't want to lose well, all the it, time. It's, it's one of those where if you don't use all the tools available to you, you're going to fail. And that's, that's kind of the reason why I, I can't recommend it to you because I am notorious for not using. To, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't use all the tools available to you and that causes problems. Just look at my uh, look at my Far Cry uh, two playthrough uh, for a great example, Ooh, or our co op, <laughs> or our co op. <laughs> I, I still think Far Cry two is probably the best example because, uh, like, oh yeah, I've got grenades. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got grenades. <laughs> I should use those once in a while. <laughs> Some combat encounters would have gone very differently had I used grenades. <laughs> Oh, or well. you smoke to uh, smoke grenades to a, to your advantage in order to flank the enemy. That sort of thing. In by other the games. way, yeah. by the way, speaking of Far Cry Two, Spaz, can you put that video you found yesterday in the Steam chat, stream chat? Because that is, <laughs> I laughed at that for a good twenty minutes. Friends, if you're not sure what we're talking about, someone made a video of like weapon jams from Far Cry Two, but with random objects. And I swear to you, if you've played any Far Cry 2, it is maybe the funniest thing you'll see in a while. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this is, uh, it, it's Commander Carl, who a lot of people will already know, even if they, even if they uh, aren't <sighs> people who normally listen to our podcast, uh, because he, he makes all sorts of reload videos and, uh, yeah, they're Reload videos with um, household objects. Yeah, that might have been the first one I'd seen, honestly. And oh my god, I was absolutely dying. Like I shared it everywhere, dude. Because oh my god, like <laughs> anyone who's played Far Cry Two will find that the funniest goddamn thing. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm laughing just thinking about it. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Oh yeah, Carl is great. <laughs> oh, yeah, I gotta watch more of his videos. I think that, like I said, I think that might have been the first one. So, Thorsten, I'm gonna call you out specifically because we missed you for a while. So, how are you doing? Uh much better. Uh, I would say I would even say I, I'm, I'm nearly back to normal. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's really great. Okay. Uh, I was. I don't want to talk about it. it uh, no, of course not. I'm just. I'm just. Ch you know, I'm just asking how you're doing. You don't have to go into specifics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was in a very, very difficult situation, to, to put it mildly. And gladly, I'm back to normal again. Oh, uh, good. More or less. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, ask me. Ask me. <laughs> it's. It was it was really it was really difficult, but uh, now again it's gladly back to back to normal again and well uh, playing any any games in, in in this time was was pretty difficult because of time constraints and having not internet for 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 quite a few weeks was wasn't great either, and I noticed that a lot of games. Uh, can't be played without without any internet connection. 
Yeah, that's, that, that's got to be a to- Oh, now that you're back, we got to do that topic of offline games. Like, if your internet goes down, what should you have on hand? We got to do that topic. Maybe that'll be. Yeah, we should. We, we should. We should really do it because uh, I I had some very bad surprises. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that that wasn't that wasn't great. Uh, I really thought uh, many games didn't need any any connection, and uh, it turned out that that they needed. And I was a bit unhappy about that. On the other hand, uh, I replayed a lot Star Traders Frontiers again. Uh, this time on on a mobile on a mobile device, uh, which was pretty interesting. Uh, I, I really have to say the game is very playable on on a tablet. Oh, that's and good. It's 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 really great. It's it's really really fun. The UI works works pretty 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 good. And uh, when I got back online again, uh, <laughs> a bit uncommon for me uh, was was to return to two adventures that that uh, uh, came out recently. Uh, first is the Invincible, which is great. Wait, which one? The Invincible. The Invincible. Oh, th- didn't I stream that a couple of weeks right. ago? Right. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. You did. And yeah. I like that. I like that one very much. It's, uh, uh, wait. Oh. What happened? I uh, just, oh, oh, damn. I made, I, I, I reposted the wrong link. <laughs> I'll be back. Whoa. Technical difficulties, my friends. <laughs> yeah, happens sometimes. You are right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, there right is. there. There it is. Yes, and uh, I like that one very, very much. I, I mean, I, I imagine that that uh, quite a few times now, but uh, I generally don't like adventures. But this one is is pretty different, and it keeps very very well in in in, in, the, in the frame of story by, by Stanislav Lem who wrote the original novel yes honestly that's the main reason why I haven't played the game yet because I got all of it spoiled for me by reading the book <laughs> ah, no, no, no. no you, uh, Jacob you actually don't have to uh, there's a, the, the, the book follows a different story really there are still surprises here so there's, there's, is this kind of a side story to the book? Yeah, but you, you could call it so, yeah. Oh, okay, it's, I didn't know that. Okay, that, that is good, because I was worried, uh, all right, I'm good, the, the, the whole... Uh, here's the thing, The Invincible is largely a mystery story, and as a consequence, I felt like the game, the game would be a lot worse if you just know about what happens. But if I don't, then sure, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's. I don't want to spoil too, too much. Uh, I mean, there are a few cross sections, but uh, there are also enough differences to the book. Oh, that's good. And it's. And it's. It's. it's uh, I mean, it, 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 it was quite a while since I last read the book. It, it, it was at least uh, two. It, it's. Uh, it was at least two de- decades ago. Uh, maybe. Maybe even three. But. Uh, but for what I remember, it's uh, 
it doesn't it doesn't full of, uh, follow the, 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 the story of the novel to be honest that's that's pretty smart that's pretty smart actually because yeah. you yeah. know you don't want to yeah. have people who have read the book like Jacob just like not play your game because you know what you, you think you know it's gonna happen so that's pretty smart actually yeah that's that's actually something I wanted to mention because uh, some people I've talked to uh, who have read the book actually didn't want wanted to play the game because they said they, they didn't want to to replace the, the, the book and uh, that's not really true it's 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 it's, it's a lot of difference oh that's good that's good uh, and the other game I've uh, played uh, recently is a game called return to grace which is pretty similar return in, to uh, grace wait a moment I link it I don't think I've heard of that one Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've heard of that one. It's another adventure game. Uh, okay, I'm 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 double posting uh, today. No worries. One, one moment. No worries. Copy pasting. Like I posted a meme the other day where it's like it's that uh, it's that uh, that meme where it's like the top panel is don't do this and the bottom panel is this is what you do, like. Yeah, I I when I copy something, I hit Control C like eighty times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's actually uh, 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 the same thing I, I uh, that happened to me uh, currently, because um, uh, I forgot it. Let let's let's put it that way. Uh, Return to Grace is pretty similar, but with a, with a different story to the Invincible and. Uh, Right. It's it's to an adventure, uh, and it's it's pretty well done. The only drawbacks, but both games, so I haven't I haven't played them through both, is uh, that uh, that they're pretty short. Uh, I I think I've seen a video from from Return to Grace by by someone speedrunning it, uh, and it took about two and a half or three hours. Oh wow. I yeah. mean, if it's a good story, you know, like that's a movie. That's a, that's the length of a movie. It's if it's a if it's a good story, you know, I don't mind a short game if it's a good story, you know. If they if they do their job telling their story well, you know. I guess it also depends on what they're asking for. Like if you're asking sixty dollars for a two hour game, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean. uh uh, Return to Grace is, has a price tag of, of, of $50 and uh, uh, you, I, I've played it already longer than, 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 than most than most uh, 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 cinema movie, movies uh, I mean, have, I mean, have the legs of yeah, and, and I mean that, that's okay in, in, in that regard yeah I mean a speed run is two hours but if you're taking your time it's probably a lot like um like I guess the recent game I played like that was Star Trek Resurgence, which I guess if you sped run could be only a couple of hours, you know. But why would you do that? It would probably be about uh, it would probably be about a dozen hours, I'd say, if you well, sped run it, because there's only so much you can do with Resurgence. You think so? That's that's still yeah. not bad then. I know more and more people are buying Resurgence, which is good. Like it took some convincing. Like, no, guys, it's a good Star Trek game, really. Uh, <laughs> 
I know. It's I been, really liked it. I know it's been a while, but it's actually a good one, guys. So <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, the ones that I want to get into uh, uh, on the holidays is, is, is probably the Expanse uh, Telltale game. I, I don't see anyone talking about that one, which is interesting, Like, because I know a lot of fans of the Expanse, but I don't know if I know anyone who's actually playing that Oh, there, there's quite, there, there are quite a few videos out there, and uh, but I've stopped watching it because I, I didn't you don't want, want to, to be spoiled. To spoiled too much. We don't want to ride. Is, uh, is that one follow the books of the show also, or is it also more of like a side uh, no, story? It's, it's, it's a side story. Oh, good. It's a side story. Okay, good. With, is... with, with, drama, with drama as main character, and and I, I won't, say, won't say more about it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's pretty, pretty interesting, too, What from what I've seen so far. I'll have to check it out uh, at some point, because I haven't finished the show, but I did finish all the books. And the books are fantastic. Yeah, especially the ending of the last book. Oh, God. That was, that was quite surprising. A gut punch. A real... In a in a kind of a good way, but still a gut punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still a gut punch. If you haven't read uh, The Expanse, folks, my friends, the book series, it's really fantastic science fiction. Absolutely fun. Um... The show mostly does it justice from what I've seen. I have to finish the show. But the books are absolutely well, I, fantastic. I can, I can tell you for certain, having watched it all, and uh, I now own it on Blu-ray because they released a box set with all six seasons. Yeah. It it holds up very well. That's good. It's, it's good. I should get back into it. Highly. I petered out on the planet season because that's my also my least favorite of the books. But, uh... I should get back into it. I know I should. <laughs> there probably won't be more of the show. Only well, I can't imagine they would because there's the there's time. There's no way they, they could. Yeah, they there's a the time, time jump. And right. the special effects alone that they'd have to do. <laughs> yeah, let's, just say, let's just say because of the time skip, there won't be any more. It doesn't make sense that they would do it that way. Yeah, spoiler, there's a time skip in the books, you guys. That's all we'll say. <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know uh, how they how they could, could, could pull it off, to be honest. I mean they'd have to do it in thirty they'd have to difficult, yeah. They'd have to if if all the char- if all the actors were alive, they'd have to do it in thirty years. <laughs> Can maybe spe- <laughs> and maybe special effects would uh, catch up by then. <laughs> I think it's the only way they could do it. <laughs> Well, I can tell you for certain, there's no way in hell they'll get Cass Anvar back. Uh, because they don't want him back. Yeah. Yeah, he's the yeah, guy for that... For those pl- who don't know, yeah, he, he played Alex. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, because he had multiple uh, accusations of sexual assault, they wrote him out of the show. Oh, really? They wrote his character out of the show. Oh, shit. I mean... That's tough because he was pretty he was pretty big in the books. <laughs> they they changed it. They I'll say they without spoiling how, I will say they changed it so that one character who would have passed away ended up being Alex instead. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> I I I okay. Considering oh. they were they needed to write him out of the show. 
the best way to do it was to kill off the character. Oh, yeah. And Damn. I know that they 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 did it with the author's support because uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you They needed to get rid of him, so Damn. Damn. I didn't know all that. Shit. <laughs> I forgot about I think I forgot about it. Oh man. <laughs> uh so yeah, I want to play the uh, Telltale game too. Now that I've played a Telltale style game and know what to expect about the "Quote unquote gameplay." Uh, <laughs> well, it's still gameplay. It may not be eh, to your taste, eh, but it's still gameplay. Yeah, it's still gameplay, I guess. By the strictest definition of the word gameplay, I is. mean, it's loose. <laughs> it's it, loose. It's, I would say it is. It is the way they work it in is thematic. Yeah, that's fair. It, it, it's not. It's not the kind of compelling gameplay you'd expect or want necessarily. But it's still gameplay, and it's still thematic. It was just really jarring the first time. Like, oh, what is this? Uh, because you've never played a game I'd like that. I've never played a game like that before. That's why it was jarring. I was not expecting that at all. But once, I, once I'm like, oh, okay, it's a movie with some interactive bits. All right, there we go. That made, that made it a lot more fun. Um, we're over an hour now, and we haven't gotten to Jacob or David. Do you guys want to chime in with anything? I'm not going to pressure you. You don't have to if you don't feel like it. I mean, I... I don't really have much to report on a bit uh, as far as far as gaming goes. I have mostly been replaying a lot of older stuff. I got back into the old uh, the older historical Total War games because they're really good. Yeah. Whoa. I know a lot of people uh, consider I think Medieval Two to be the best um, of them. From what yes, I nominally depends on your personal preferences and which era of history and which flavor of historically flavored murder you prefer uh, for my for me it's shogun 2 because just really yeah good. shogun uh, 2 is yeah. probably my favorite also really yeah uh, especially with especially fall of the samurai because fall of the samurai oh, is Jesus. brilliant fucking so like why can't that's the only time they did that like let's make this tight focused amazing thing and never do it again <laughs> Like, what the, yeah, I don't know why they stopped. What, what the like, hell, Creative I, Assembly? <laughs> I yeah. keep trying to get into into Total War Warhammer. I even like the setting, but I just can't. I can't either. Wrangle my I, way into I, it. I, I can't either. I can't either. But follow the samurai. Just this, like this tight yes. focus. And I think they've tried to make a couple other tight focus games, but they just didn't work as well as uh, yes. Follow the samurai. I did uh, also finally try out Three Kingdoms. Which was a lot better than I expected it to be, and I feel like the game is kind of weirdly underrated. I think it is completely underrated. <laughs> oh, it's good to hear, because I had that one on my list. Yeah, it is It is very much underrated, especially if you like that that era. Yes, which is really not very popular but in, in pop history, but it is very fun. I do know some people who consider that probably the best of the modern Total Wars. Uh, even, uh, I don't blame them. Even better than Warhammer. I couldn't get... I'd love Warhammer, but I just... It's too much. It's just too... I think it's better than Warhammer. <laughs> like, 100%. <laughs> but that's because no, Warhammer I, for me... I would see, say... The, yeah, I, I would say... Carol. <laughs> I would say... See, the problem with, the, with Warhammer... Yes, so, the thing about Warhammer is it has too much stuff going on for it. Uh, while also simultaneously trying to like equalize everything, 
and it just ends up being kind of a mess because every faction plays completely differently but also uh every um a faction starts roughly the same with like a single province that you have to build out from which doesn't really gel it makes campaigns feel very exhausting and it makes certain factions feel worse than others because inevitably people will end up with different preferences it's kind of weird if i may say because the total war games like they do this thing that i like with certain rts games where you have the meta map and you do stuff on the map and then you go into the you go into the region you have your rts battle in the region and I don't know why, like, I think some games like um, Dawn of War. What was the Dawn of War that did that? Dark Horizon? What? There was a Dawn of War game. Yeah, Dark Crusade. Dark Crusade, thank you. That had a meta map that was an amazing, like, probably one of the best versions oh, yeah. of that. Uh, Dark Crusade and Soulstone, though, though Soulstone's one was arguably worse. but Not as good. Opinion. But, like, so it's it's weird that, like, you think a game that kind of apes that, like the Total War games do, games do, would do a better job of it. But like, I keep wanting to go back to things like Battle for Middle Earth Two and and Dark Crusade because I think they did a better job of that sort of mix of overworld turn based and tactical real time stuff. Honestly, I, I think they did a better honestly job. agree. So it's it's just weird that that. Creative Assembly, which is what they're like known for, kind of keeps stepping over themselves. <laughs> and Rise of Nations kind of did that with Rise their, of Nations uh, did. Conquer, oh, and uh, Emperor and uh, Emperor Battle for Dune. Emperor Battle for Dune also yes. did that very well, um, very very well. Uh, so yeah, there's so, there's some games that mix the turn base and the real time strategy thing really well, and then you have. Total War, that they keep, it's like they keep tripping over their own feet. I don't get it. Because sometimes they do it really well, and sometimes yes. not so much. Yeah. But also, there's this, this stuff. The, the main issue is that um, their only competition is themselves. <laughs> That's true. So they can, so they feel like, so they feel like they can just do whatever, and it'll be good enough, and it <laughs> isn't good enough, usually. Because Go the thing fans. is, how many of us played Troy Total War? Uh, I did not. Exactly. Crickets, crickets, <laughs> crickets. I, I actually played a tiny bit of it, but I didn't. Was get it any good? I've heard no. Uh, I've heard not. <laughs> no, I I wasn't very impressed with it. I I liked what they Got wanted it. to do with it, but the setting anyway. I like I like that setting, but no. <laughs> Got it because it just pales uh, in comparison. <laughs> Yeah, because like there's Troy, there's Britannia, and there's Pharaoh that came out recently, and they're all okay at best. Well, it's why they call them a Total War story because it's yes, it's more focused. Oh, no, it's a saga game. Yeah. But yeah. They're not good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wasn't there a Genghis Khan one that came out a few years ago that people liked? No, there was a there was a Tiller. Attila, thank you. That was the one I was. There was to think a Total of. War Attila, which was a half expansion for Rome Two. That one was actually good. Yeah, yeah, fully agree. Yeah, I should get back. I should try that one. I think I own that it one somewhere. is kind of like what Fall of the Samurai did for, uh, for Shogun. Oh yeah. really? Attila, oh, okay. Attila is very good. Oh okay. That's and good. I really love the African factions in uh, 
from the DLCs. I have to say, I think my best, if I may have an offshoot here for a second, my favorite Total War experience, there was a uh, Middle Earth mod for um, Medieval 2. I think oh, I know which one he's talking about. It's Th really good. Third Age, I think it's called. That's probably the best Total War experience I've had, <laughs> is that mod. <laughs> it's really, really good. <laughs> really good. Um, so, all right. And how's school going? Let me just ask that real quick. How's school going? Me? Yeah, you. I'm surviving mostly, having to put together my diploma paper. It's painful. Oh, are you that close? No. Oh. Uh, as in, I, I was supposed to write it for an entire year. Oh. <laughs> it's one of those things that the, the university strongly encourages you not to leave for last minute. <laughs> so I'm trying my best not to. I'm not used to it. I gotcha. Yeah, the, the two of you that are students, I don't envy you at all. I, I really don't. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> and I guess rolling into that, David, how you doing? We'll we'll finish up with you real quick. How you doing? Oh, it's uh, it's been school. I'm uh, entering the last course for the year, and uh, then on the spring, I'm supposed to go out on an internship somewhere for three months, and that's on me. Actually, is that so is that the last graduate. bit? Is that the final bit before you graduate, or is there more yes. after that? Oh, that's, that's the final bit. Oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> and the problem is trying to find somewhere to get some internship. And uh, it's uh, harder than I actually believed. So, yeah, I'm still working on it. Although uh, I had a pretty good talk with uh, one of the electronic stores today. So I'm ha hoping to get back a phone call on Friday. Oh, nice. Because the uh, one responsible for the uh, IT department is going to call back then, I hope. Oh, good. I hope that uh, works as out. As for gaming... I've been jumping back into. Uh, I've been revisiting some of the ascent with Luke and uh, Julie in passing. I've been also been playing some Astroneer. There's been a bunch of changes to Astroneer, which I wasn't aware of. Uh, like there's an actual quest log where you can do a bunch of stuff and unlock fancy new things. There's hmm. even pet snails you can unlock. Oh really? Yeah, you can build like small terrariums and uh, collect uh, alien snails, which are super cute. It's kind of uh. ridiculous how cute they are. Uh, uh. And they sing. What? <laughs> yes, they yeah, sing. They do. Oh, that's really cute. And and something that has been um, sticking out a little bit uh, when it comes to gaming here is uh, something that I've been uh, talking about with Spaz and Passnet. Uh, I have wanted to find something. Uh, in the bullet genre, bullet heaven genre, that's first person. There is one of those right now, and it's going to be vampire hunters. Wait, vampire oh, hunters? Yeah, it's uh, very similar in Vampire Survivors to name. Oh, so, but, it's, uh, but it's a first person shooter. Yes, it's yeah. a first. Oh, person. it's the game with a frankly silly number of guns. Yes. Well, it's one of them. <laughs> yes, well, yes, yes. It's oh. the game with the silly number of guns you can use simultaneously. Yeah, and uh, I've been following this game and see how it develops because yeah, is this a mecha game? No, 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 no. It's a semi-fantasy, uh, Victorian era or something like that. Got it. It's it very looks like a mecha game in a kind of aesthetic sense. Well, we yeah. just have a game like Mother Gunship. 
which is very, I mean, yes. you're literally in a mech suit. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would more compare like how gameplay works here to that. But when the game was released, uh, you basically just walked down a corridor and shot at everything that was running towards you. And then it had like a weird fog that's going to kill you if you were caught up to it. So it took some months, I believe, and then the, uh, the developer added the proper survivor's mode. Maybe you see that on the thumbnail there, where you actually have a map you can freely walk around in. And I have my issues when it comes to balance and time to kill and stuff. It's uh, it's not, it doesn't feel right so far, but I, I like the idea. So you have played it or you've just watched people play it? I have it. I have it. Okay. Uh, I did play it when, when it was that uh, corridor shooter gameplay loop. And then so like, oh, they have added the survivor's mode. Oh, I need to revisit this then. Um, and yeah, it, it's uh, it's more interesting, but it still needs work. It still needs work. Okay. I have a copy of it for some reason, probably because someone sent me a key or something. So I will add it. I will move it up the list a little bit. To, uh, to yeah. So uh, developer, if you hear it, uh, keep up the good work. It, it looks like you have an idea, but. Uh, yeah, it needs some polishing. <laughs> so many games. So many games need polishing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're well over an hour. We should probably wrap up. Was that it, David? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I would say so. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, did you add something else? I don't want to cut you off if you had something else you wanted to talk about. Uh... Nah, I think I'm good. It's it's, okay. it's pretty good to call it, I think. Okay. Uh, that's let me, good. Uh, let me, just oh. before we wrap up, let me toss this out there. There is a great uh, JRPG bundle that is on Humble right now. It includes the excellent Symphony of War, which I have 200 hours in. It's an excellent game. I can't recommend it highly enough. And... Can uh, only, can only uh, uh, agree. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh... So I've linked that in the chat. So pick that up if you like JRPGs. You will not be disappointed. There's a lot of stuff in that bundle. I know people who have talked about Edge of Eternity that really liked it. Oh, yeah. That's a good Good bundle. That's a good looking bundle. All right, friends, that's going to do it for today. Um, Next week, I think we'll do that offline gaming thing that we talked about. Thorsten, I like that. I like that idea for a topic. I think we'll do that next week. Um, I think that's a fun idea. Buy a switch. (laughs) Buy a switch. Uh, Not always the case. (laughs) I've got some games on the switch that are online only, like Diablo three, for example. So uh, the switch won't get you. You, I mean, the switch is great, but you know, there's some games on the damn thing that require an internet. I've got there's like a racing game that's like Trackmania that requires an online connection so uh the switch won't <laughs> switch won't uh get you out of that entirely but it is a good idea uh or i guess a steam deck you know um if you have one of those things um so that's what we're gonna talk about next week and then god what are we playing tomorrow uh proto planet express i don't know what that is we'll figure it out <laughs> but have a great day everyone be safe be well take care of each other please get vaccinated if you haven't already can't believe I have to keep saying this. Almost four years into a goddamn how do, how long did the nineteen eighteen pandemic last? Was that four years? Five years? How long did that one last? Which phase? 
Oh, there God. was more than one phase. God damn it. So what we're gathering from this is it's going to be a while. <sighs> the, fir- the first one lasted. I talked to somebody whose mother had lived through it, and she said the whole thing lasted at least where she was was eight years. Okay. So, okay. So maybe we're halfway through. Oh, God. All right. So please get vaccinated if you haven't already. My God. And uh, get your flu shots if you haven't already. Uh, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a great one, everyone. Uh, have, and take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.